0: Morning everyone. Nice to see you. And for those who don't know me, my name is Rob and the pastor here in the church. And it's great to see you all. We've had a good couple of services already, our 8.30 and our 10 o'clock, which has been a great blessing. And we have a particular theme for this Sunday. And as Joe said, is slightly different than what we would usually do on a Sunday Our theme is having the opportunity as a community, as one parish, to reflect on a specific aspect of what God is calling us into in Holy Trinity. It's always a fascinating subject or a sense of our hearts as we begin to mine and do our best to ask the question what God is calling us into in this next season as a church. And i believe that's an exciting season as we're growing and deepening and pursuing what god has put in our hearts but as part of that process it's always important to reflect again and refresh ourselves on the vision god has given us and that vision is something which can leak it's something which we can forget about and my hope today is that even for people who are visiting and are coming here for the first time as we look as a particular aspect of this vision God has given us and refresh ourselves, it'll be an encouragement to all of us as Christians or as people seeking Jesus in a crucial aspect of what it means to be a follower of Christ. So behind me is just these aspects of the vision that God has given us and doing our best to distill that in these areas of what God is calling us into. We're not going to go into all of them today, but. That we would be a community that puts the gospel first and be a community that is sustained by grace and not ruled by law. That we would have freedom. We would be children of God as we heard last week uh, when Bev and Zoe and Bethan spoke so articulately about the importance of having the gospel and the freedom of Christ in our lives and following him. We're also a community that has two uh, congregations, three now with the 830 growing as well. And it's an old and a new, and one of the things that we'll be doing this season is having an opportunity of hearing from some of the people from the traditional congregation share with us amazing people uh, in what they've been doing and interviewing some of them. We're also a community that believes in the importance of diversity, a community that understands we're all made different. You're all made different, but in Christ we're unified. we be a community then that loves our city. And a community that is passionate about the city and that your work matters to God and that God matters to your work. That your work matters to God and God matters to your work. Whatever you're doing, even if you're seeking a job or an unemployed person or a student, work is so important. And that ties me nicely into our interview today because our last value is that we would be a community that is not static and a community that is not um, just a holy huddle and looks after those within the walls of the church, but we would be a community. And if you're visiting today and you're from another church, this is something that every Christian should be a part of, that we're a community that reaches out and we're a community that sees ourselves as being sent. And this scripture from John 20, which says uh, Jesus quoting towards the end of his life, which says, as the father, is sending me so I'm sending you and we're all sent in different ways teachers nurses doctors barristers um, housewives house husbands, students young old we all have to this have this understanding of being sent because Christianity is not meant to be static it's meant to be impactful and fluid and have this engaging result as we the sent people of God interact with the world that he loves to bring his kingdom and to see flourishing happening. And so we have this image of the oak tree from Isaiah 61, which talks about the oaks of righteousness. And we use this idea like an oak tree reaches out. An oak tree uh, cannot grow to its full extent inhibited or limited or static. It has to reach out. So a Christian community needs to reach out as well. And you're all doing it wherever you are, you might not know it, but God is using every little bit all the time to reach out into the places he's planted you. And that's a really important aspect, big or small, young or old, student, employed, whatever, you're all sent people, and you're all a part of that. And that's a really encouraging and refreshing thing to remind ourselves of the vision God has given us. And so today we want to make that practical because we as a church in our reaching out, we support some key organizations and we give financially to organizations. Our church is 100% 100 sustained by you. We have no external giving. Your giving provides for the ministry in the church and also our giving. And so if you aren't giving to the church, I'd encourage you to consider that and to give of what God has already given to you, to give back into the ministry as God is moving. It also means that we can give more to the places that we want to serve and that we want to reach out into. We want to love as Jesus loved in practical ways in the areas that really need it. And one of those areas that is really important and in a huge issue, it continues to be an issue in our city today, is with unemployment. And we support Job Care. And we're going to invite up, I'm going to invite up now, uh, Paul, who is the CEO of Job Care, and Derek, who's a part of our community. And welcome, Emma. It's great to have you here, too. Uh, you're not coming up. But can we give these guys a round of applause and welcome them to Holy Trinity? Yes, put the CEO in the middle. yes. Yeah. So we want this to be um, a kind of an opportunity to, you know, when vision is just a word on a, on, a, on a screen or a scripture, it can become academic. But actually, we as a community want to be involved in practical ways of reaching out and following the call God has given us. And so I'd love you guys to talk a, a bit about, uh, first of all, what job care is and tell us a bit about the issues that remain in our city and in our country around unemployment and how Job Care is reaching out into that area. So, welcome.
1: Thank you Rob. Um, Hi all I'm Paul. Um, I found Job Care 25 years ago, nearly 26 actually, um, in March for 26 years old. Um, And our aim then was to help unemployed people find work and it's still our aim. Um, There's still a lot of unemployment out there. I suppose unemployment even though you hear the numbers um, on the radio saying they're down at four percent, we're still seeing about a thousand people a year coming through our doors looking for help. People who are desperate, uh, in real despair and hopelessness. And as people like you, it's not maybe just a homeless person or um, someone that's really down on their look. It's often just people like you. How many people here have actually been, a, know someone who's been unemployed. There's very few people who don't know someone who's been unemployed and that's so we're really there just to do something in a practical sense like jesus would to help unemployed people find work
0: so derek uh, your involvement then in in job care what exactly are you involved with and what are you doing
2: so my, my particular part is i oversee the transitional employment side of things so we employ up to 55 people part-time in order to gain experience and gain training. So we, I suppose we have the, it's an honor, really, of spending more time. So we, we, one side of job care cr- creates courses and training. People come in for short bursts to learn some stuff and then to move on to jobs. We get to employ people and minimum of 12 months spend a lot of one-to-one time learning about people, learning about their life, what, why. There's always a why. We found out that um, if we wait long enough and if we're nice enough and we're kind enough and we talk enough, we will eventually find out why this person continues to be unemployed or became unemployed, which is the latest thing. Um, only two weeks ago I was talking to somebody here, um, who professional, family, everything, um, and who became unemployed. So this is not, a, it's not strictly a poverty thing, it becomes a poverty thing. It's not always oh, the other way around. So if someone who has a mortgage, has school fees, has all of those things and suddenly became unemployed, the feeling is the same, the hopelessness is the same. So the, the work I do, we have a small team that um, work with us, we get to engage in people's lives over a period of time. So we get to work with them, we get to eat with them, we get to coach, we get to encourage, we get to build up hope, we get to give all those things that people need in order to be confident enough then to take the next step and move on to something more sustainable.
0: Okay. So could you give us examples? Because when you hear of something like, like job care, in any given week you're running these programs you're talking about, Would you, could you give us an idea, and you've just touched on it there, an idea of the people that you are reaching out to and the demographics that are coming through the door uh, of job care?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, as Derek said, we'd have 55 people who come on a work program with us, and they are people from all walks of life. Um, Some people who've never worked before, so there are still three generations of unemployment in Dublin City, Mm. which is really terrible when you think about it, that Mm. we're at full employment and yet there's still three generations of unemployment. Um, I always felt when we did something 25 years ago, we'd have that sorted within a few years. We, we fail miserably in that sense, mm-hmm. um, but the types of people—it's—it's it's every type of person. It's, there's no—you know—I can't just hone it down to one particular type. I mean, you have, like, anyone who will be here. You have—you've have some homeless people. You've got some drug addicts. You've got some um, uh, people who are extremely have been extremely wealthy and very high-powered jobs. Um, The downturn that we had recently, really, I I suppose in 2008, 2009, we started a new program for unemployed professional people. Mm. And last Friday, we had 80 people in our room who were unemployed professional people looking for work. And we have a waiting list for another 70 for our next one in eight weeks' time. Mm. So we're really oversubscribed. Um, But in in a course that we run earlier in the day, Um, we'd have a mix of about 25 different people from all walks of life, people who are looking for a slower pace program who can teach them how to look for work. And that course will run for four weeks, for two and a half hours a day. Um, Does that answer your question? It's very hard to... No, it
0: does. And I I think for most of us, it's it's a little bit like I've just come back from India. With the leprosy mission, I never (laughs) knew that leprosy was still a big issue, and I'll be speaking about that over the next couple of weeks as we... Joe, who was there with me. But I think a lot of us, we think that unemployment is no longer a problem. Mm. And I know people in our own community, uh, during the downturn, they were, as you say, uh, quite wealthy and they lost their jobs and they actually lost their homes as well. And so what you're doing is not just for a certain demographic, it's actually open to all. And one of the programs that these guys do, which is very helpful in crossing the demographic divide and reaching out to all the classes is this a uh, program which you were speaking to me about and I'm really interested to hear more in relation to Job JobNet. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell us a bit about just exactly what <coughs> JobNet do and one of the programs you run? Mm.
1: So the JobNet program is a program that happens once a week on a Friday morning, um, that was a program was saying the same 80 people there last Friday and it is geared towards teaching people how to network. Um, everybody knows somebody and most of the jobs that you know that people end up getting come from word of mouth 80 percent of the people that actually find work are finding it from word of mouth a connection with somebody else so i know gordon there i've known gordon for years Gordon, stand up! No, no, no. Um, Or I met I met a a neighbour of mine in the kitchen, Jenny. I don't know if Jenny's in this room, and but uh, she's down the back. Uh, I haven't seen Jenny in maybe eight or nine years. I didn't even know she was coming to church here. But in a sense, that's a network. Um, And you know, so we would encourage people at that program to tell people they're unemployed and not be ashamed of it. We'll also teach them how to use uh, LinkedIn and to put a profile up in a digital kind of platform and where they can look for work and teach them in new ways of looking for work mm. and not just doing a CV or a cover letter, mm. but that, that you interact and you do things differently. Mm. You sell yourself mm. um, and you've got to put yourself out there. So it's that sort of stuff. We'll do interviews, uh, mock interviews with them. We'll give them coaching. We'll, so each of those 80 people will have a chance to meet with a coach, a job coach or a life coach, that sort of person who can kind of help them on their way and set them uh, mm. set them to move forward.
0: So can you, just before we, we're going to head back into worship shortly, but there's a couple of things I'd love to ask you before we do that, and that is to root something like this is really important in in specific stories. Is there any stories that come to mind that you could encourage us with or, you know, obviously without mentioning particular names, but... Derek mentioned some of them at the 10 o'clock. Uh, could you share with us just what God has been doing in the lives yeah. of some of the people? I suppose before I go into the yeah. stories, I yeah. think
1: there's a, there's a bit that is rooted within the team in Job Care, sure. and that's Jesus. Yeah. Um, we are a Christian organization, uh, a Christian charity that meets every morning for prayer. And I think that's one of the most important things for us. That's what sustains us. That's what keeps us fresh and alive and able to do the work we do. Mm. Um, and I think that's so important. Um, 25 years of praying every single morning. I think there's probably few organizations that can say they do that every morning. Mm. Um, and really that's the piece that helps us to be able to come out of that room and then go to give back to others. So every um, morning
0: you guys so meet, as, we a meet team, as a team pray, and yeah. we pray. And we
1: talk about what's kind of coming on for the day that we know about, or maybe for the week. On a Friday we give thanks for all that's happened in the week, Um, and there are are thousands of stories. Um, Do you you want to mention one or two?
2: Yeah. I mean, I want to use superlatives, but Joe's used them all up this morning, so... um, I, and, I've, and I've shared stories over the over the last couple of years here in church, and they're still real. They're, they're, they're real people, real stories. Um, this morning I mentioned one chap who, absolute chaos, huge anxiety, massive hole in his CV because of he lived in a big house for a while, you know, if you understand me. And so he was dealing with this embarrassment, shame, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And his phrase was, he came to a point when he was working with us that he said, The gate, because for two years we spent in Trinity Church in Gardiner Street, and there's a big gate. You come in in the morning. He said, when I pass that gate in the morning, everything's okay. That's an amazing statement.
1: Mm.
2: And it's an exciting statement. And it's it's all all of those words. You know, that somebody could recognize that something happens when I walk in here. And that's the care, that's Christ at work, that's the hands, you know, the labour. That's all of those things. It's the coffee is made, it's the bread is ready. It's all of those things coming together to make and create an environment where someone is stable and safe and then they can, they can grow, they can face themselves, they can look at what's the, what are the issues and they can move on from there. Um, another chap, it's, it's, it's not a success story yet, but we're, we're, we work with people, so these are ongoing stories. Mm. We have an older gentleman in his early 60s, no addictions, no life controlling problems, no personality issues, nothing going on except he couldn't find work. So he's been working with us for a couple of years and then only lived in Ratgar, and then his landlord said, oh yeah, we're, we're selling. He slept in the airport for a couple of nights because he knew it would be warm, it would be dry and it would be safe. He had nowhere, literally nowhere to go. Um, he found a hostel. He found, eventually found a room in a hostel. He has a room um, mm. his dream and there's a huge issue at the moment, as we all know, and um, we call it homelessness, but it, it, it has lots of other um, facets to it. But his dream is to have his own little place where he can cook again for himself. Right mm. now, he eats whatever, the, whatever comes up on the, the mm. table, you yeah. know, and he hates it. So there's huge, um, that, that brings on all sorts of anxiety and confidence and all sorts of things. He will, he will make it. But that's a long-term project. So Mm. you asked about the demographic Mm. and because the economy is so good at the moment the demographic we're working with quite often uh, is another tier of society where we're dealing with diagnosed and undiagnosed mental illness, we're dealing with massive amounts of um, lack of confidence, depression, we're dealing with huge amounts and we're not trained for this necessarily, we just care. So we care as best we can, we direct people to services as best we can to to help them to to move on Mm. and we pray like crazy, Mm. you know, and prayer works. Mm. We we, we said this a couple of weeks ago, prayer genuinely does work Mm. and it's focused prayer. We name the people in our meetings, Mm. you Mm. know, we're not shy about that. Mm. So there's incredible stories um, and, and a lot of them are ongoing stories. And these guys
0: will be around afterwards to talk more. So just give us the, the high level, like we're, as a, a community, we have been giving to job care. And anyone in our community can see through the AGM and through our report who we give to. And we, we give uh, whatever we can at the end of each year, both congregations, quite a considerable amount of giving. And that's one aspect that we as a church want to continue supporting you. But for us here, um, seated and wondering, well, how does this apply to me? And what can we do as a church, even beyond giving financially, you talked about mentoring programs, you talked about linking people together. Just uh, before we we wrap up just this interview, could you just share with us, as you did today at the 10 o'clock, how we can reach out with job care in serving this great need in the city?
1: Well, first of all, you can all pray. Um, That's you know, that's a pretty, pretty easy thing for you to do. You can do it anywhere. Um, I suppose another thing is we do, we need coaches. We need people for our 80 people, for our, another, for our other 70, they're coming along in eight weeks time. Um, so if you do that sort of thing, and you're interested, come contact us. Um, and another thing we do is call, we do a thing called three cups of coffee. It's literally meet somebody for three cups of coffee and befriend them kind of make a little bit of a friendship in a professional way with them in terms of maybe look at their CV, maybe just encourage them on how they can move forward and look for work. Um, So they're they're pretty simple things. Another thing might be that you, um, like I know our receptionists need training, and it, you know, people on work programs that, that we're talking about. So maybe you've got skills in that area where you could come in and train a bunch of people in reception or a bookkeeper and work with our bookkeeper. Um, so there's lots of ways, there's, there's many branches that people can kind of branch out into and use your skills that you have to kind of give back to people who are unemployed or give back to job care.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, listen, thank you so much, guys. We, we just wanted to speak about this really important issue in our city and also be a community that actively reaches out and sees ourselves as sent in, in reaching this need. And so I hope you will actually consider what has been said and you consider your own involvement in giving or being a part of the mentoring program or the three cups of coffee and that we'll actually be a community that sees ourselves as loving in very practical ways. So can you please give these guys a round of applause and thank you very much for... for, for they will be around afterwards, as I say, to talk and we certainly will be praying for you in that. So we're going to move towards um, the end of our service, which is the beginning of our week. And we often forget that we're sent out from here, wherever you are or whatever you're doing, to be a part of what God is doing. And we sometimes can see that it's difficult, especially when we're busy and life is hard, but you all have a part to play and everyone gets to play in that. So we want to just have a time of reflection as opposed to moving straight into our offering. I asked the guys to play a song with particular lyrics, which is about more than just singing. It's about more than just listening. It's about actually responding and reaching out. And there's nothing more I'm asking or we're asking you to do rather than just reflect and what god may be asking us to do in being a part of a community that reaches out and is sent as jesus was sent to love the least care for the marginalized and see the kingdom advance so as these guys play i'd really encourage you to sit kneel pray and reflect on your own involvement in this so father thank you for job care thank you for paul Thank you for Derek and all those involved. It's great to have Emma here as well with us today. Father, we want to be sent out in the power of your spirit to help the unemployed, to be thankful for what we have. We don't just wanna be a community that sings lovely songs as great as they are and our worship is so important. We wanna be a community that actively sees ourselves as sent, that is pastorally responsible that has an impact practically and we give this to you God for your spirit to move in our hearts now and we pray this in Jesus name. Amen.